because it's like I mentioned earlier, a lot of veterans do unfortunately commit suicide. And, you know, I can't imagine what it's like to be in that place as as a veteran. So what is, is it depends person to person, but what can drive a veteran is to get so low and deep into that spiral? And why is it so hard for them to one, seek help? And two, once they seek it, even get it. Okay, we'll start with the first. Yes, I was the why, the, the why, the why, the why. It's a heavy question. Yeah, we'll start with the why first. So a lot, a lot of times, it's something happened in their military service that they couldn't process, and they got out, and they still can't process it, and it becomes overwhelming to to deal with. The other thing is, is you know, it, like in a lot of some cases, you serve, nothing's wrong with you, you get out, and you're not used to how it works in the civilian world. You know, I try to tell civilians, look, you know, I ate, slept, shat, you know, showered, ate, did everything with these group of men for, for years. I mean, there were no secrets. There were no, nothing hidden. I mean, you were going to be exposed in that ecosystem, right? And then you go away from that and you realize your civilian co-workers don't want to get close to you. You're not really supposed to, right? They, they don't want to hang out with you on the weekend or after work. Um, you know, work is a dog eat dog world where you've got to, you know, be willing to stab your co-worker in the back to get ahead. It seems like, you know, it, and so it's the, it's, it's the exact opposite of what the military experience is. And so there's a lot of confusion there about, you know, oh my God, what do I do? Another thing that really affects veterans that's not said enough is the aspect of divorce and custody uh, of, of children. Mm. You know, they either got divorced while they were in the military or got divorced afterwards. And, you know, they're told and, and you know, I tell people, look, you know, you, you ask why this guy is behaving this way because he went to probate court today. And he found out real quick that the fact that he served in the army and the infantry and has his combat action ribbon was held against him because he might be a threat. He might be a danger. It really happens. And so all these things, you know, having to get out, get a job, you're, you're, you know, get housing, get health care, all that stuff it can be overwhelming. So that's some of the drivers of it. Now, Actually, actually, I want I do want to touch upon that real yeah. quick though, because like for like the probate court, like if someone has like severe PTSD, like as as awkward as it is to lose like lose their custody battle, at the same time it's just like well, like I get it, right? It's 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 a it's a tough it's a tough coin, but if someone is is unstable, right? If they're waking up with night terrors and screaming and this that and the other, the things these people go through, that's that's not a suitable situation for a child. Now, granted, that military veteran needs help to be able to get their child and be with their child. They shouldn't be completely away from their child. But I I can understand why a court can be like the the mother, right? The mother they should be with the mother. And well, they should be. With, they can be with the mother. I have no problem with that. But yeah. what happens they a lot of times? They have to be with both, and there is a way to be with both. But like, well, right? That's what I'm saying. But I do but, understand it's a very tough situation to be in. But but well, a lot of times, what happens though is you know, hey, you're not going to have access to your kids at all. Yeah, that's that's not okay. And, and that that's where the problem comes yeah. in. So to clarify that, yeah, that's not okay. You, you know, the the interest of the children should be, you, you know, good and safe. But you know, when a when when a person wants to see their children and they're told, hey, because you have PTSD and you have problems, you can't. It, right. It's up for a lot of people. It is the final nail in the coffin. I mean, there there there's there's 
it, it, it's a problem that, you know, I've dealt with before with guys calling me up for help. It, it, it hits home, it hits, it hits close to home. So that's why I, I said it that way. But of, of course, you know, I tell people, look, you know, if you're not acting safe, we need to get you help mm-hmm. before we can, you know, leave the kids alone, alone with you. But you shouldn't be denied access to your children ever. Absolutely. Absolutely not. And especially if, if you're going to be the system, meaning the government system to say, hey, we're making it so you can't keep your kids because you're a threat. Well, then you're the government. You're the one making that sentence. You better do everything to make sure that that person can get the help they need so they can get their kids. So it's like the burden of proof goes to both sides a thousand percent. Um, but I can't even imagine being in that situation where at least you can't your kids. And it's so like, I, I, I totally, I, yeah, I totally get it. It's, that's fucking sucks. So it leads you to the last thing, like, you know, what can be done to help? Why does the veteran get the help that's out there? Well, there's a couple of uh, of things that that go on. One, uh, they don't know what help is available to them. And two, uh, I can tell you this because I'm going through this with the VA right now with a, a different situation, nothing mental, it's a physical thing, is navigating the VA system at first can be very daunting. So... And the VA just changed. Um, they, they've done a couple things in the last five years that I really like. First of all, they have an app. You can download the app. And if you are in a suicidal state or, you know, you know depressed state or a state where you need help, you can load the app up, hit the red button, and you get connected to a human being to start getting help. And the law is now is that if a veteran comes to a VA with a mental health crisis, they are supposed to help them regardless of discharge history or whatever. Right. So that's there. So, so things are improving. Now, some people would say, you know, not fast enough and and you could argue that, but it's a, it's a big, huge uh, organization. The VA is actually the the largest private single entity healthcare provider in the United States, believe it or not. I mean, that, that is a fact. I I, I did not know that. That's That's actually very good to hear by budget and by number of patients served, right? Mm-hmm. So it's a, it's a huge monolithic organization where change takes forever, but they, they, they are trying. But I will say this, veterans, and you know, I'm one of them, you know, I learned real quickly, if you have an appointment, you got to go to it. Mm-hmm. If, you, if you need a ride, you got to ask for a ride. Mm-hmm. If they tell you, hey, you know what, you need to do this, this, and this, and tell me what's going on, you've got to do that. And sometimes, you know, it, it can be like, oh, I don't want to go to that appointment. Ugh. You, you got to do it anyway. And, and one of the things that, that has really helped that along is with COVID, one of the really unintended benefits of COVID was people found out that, you know, okay, I don't want to go into this antiseptic office in some room somewhere and feel trapped and talk to somebody. But he'll sit there, you know, sometimes with a joint and, you know, smoke his joint while he's talking to his healthcare or mental health care provider and do some real work. I mean, I'm not saying it's perfect, but you know what? The fact that they can talk like that, whether it's just on their patio, mm-hmm. in their car, and the VA will meet you where you're at is what I'm trying to say. It's a really huge step forward with what it, 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 how it, you it creates an environment that's comfortable for them. Yes. Right. And if, if they're yes. in a comfortable environment, they'll be more likely to discuss about their problems, it's, it lets them be more responsible in their quest to get back to normal civilian life. Absolutely. So yeah, I think that that explains the point I was trying to make earlier. Like, yeah, the burden is still on the veteran to get the help they need, but they should be helped in every single step of the way from the people who are taking them away from the, from the rights they should still have. 
Absolutely. Absolutely. It's, yeah. it's the least we can do as Americans yeah, to absolutely. help those who serve. Absolutely. 